0: Hey, I'm Amanda Vernon
1: and I'm Father Matt Face and this is We Should Pray.
0: The podcast in which we discuss how prayer transforms tragedy into comedy.
1: And I know this will be surprising, but this time we get pretty honest. Yeah. Personal.
0: We do talk about the Supreme Court and um, how
1: that affects our lives.
0: Uh, we we use a Supreme Court decision to explain our friendship.
1: Yeah. vanity of vanities we should, pray. we
0: should pray this episode is called getting personal
1: as though we haven't already
0: <laughs> and uh so we're going to probably do the thing that we're talking, talking about
1: that's been that's a pretty the consistent theme for us mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and as we discuss um getting personal (laughs) Mm -hmm. as though we as though we haven't already
1: yeah like nothing on this podcast so far has been like revealing personal insights
0: i don't know if i can handle that much Uh. (laughs) i'd like to pause (laughs) and thank amanda vernon patrons for supporting this podcast so that we're able to not only take the time to record and edit but also to have father matt fly down and join david and me here in arizona and to be able to be with his religious community who uh, lives locally as well. So, thank you so much to our patrons. And if you'd like to become a patron, visit slash patron.
1: It really helps.
0: Thanks. So, one of the reasons that we have chosen to speak so personally, mm-hmm. to share so personally, right? Yeah.
1: Together is. Um, it's just so fun.
0: It's because it's. It's the best time.
1: That's not the reason.
0: Because it's so comfortable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a genuine laugh. Oh.
0: That's the latter truth. Okay, so you and I, yeah. Eddie, Father Matt, mm-hmm. grew up with uh, amazing models of faith in our life, um, <clears> throat> examples throat> and wit- yeah. witnesses, shall we say. Um, our, in our own family lives, we were raised in the faith. Like scripture and praying to the Holy Spirit and thinking about our vocation. That was like part of daily life. Each of our families. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Our respective families. But then also in the parish community, and there was like a culture of Catholicism that we were raised in. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I know like for both of us, um, I mean, two things. One, like we both know people who just have no background of, Like experiences with faithfulness and following Christ, as far as like personal nowadays relationships, yeah, that we both know now, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: Whether it's friends of ours or um, colleagues along the way, Mm -hmm. Um, but then also of our friends who we had growing up, like how many of them, even though they were growing up in that culture, right? Of of Catholicism or of faith, how many of them are still practicing their faith?
1: I mean, hard to number, but uh, not uh, certainly not all of them. Not the majority. Not the majority. Yeah.
0: Right. And so, I I look at like the people who helped just to pass the faith on to me, Mm -hmm. and I just I have this like deep seated desire to be able to do that for others as well. Absolutely. And and yet to know that it's it's only like it's the Holy Spirit working through that witness and then the response that is going to make the difference.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not like it's through your sheer force of will that right. you can do that. it's
0: not by me saying like we're going to witness and therefore thereby.
1: People will be converted. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. So yeah. it's not that.
1: Always work the Holy Spirit.
0: Right. Yeah. And yet like feeling prompted by the Holy Spirit to share in that. In the footsteps of those who have witnessed to us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking specifically about like faithfulness in relationships, because relationships, because I like to talk about That's relationships, right. Almost because as everything is, food. is relationships. Oh, <laughs> uh, recently we've talked about chastity, mm-hmm. um, and and even at the start of filming our this podcast, I think in our introduction we talked about that, like how. Um. Giving an example of what chastity might look like. Right, exactly. Like, is really important. And that, like, uh, so, so.
1: And an honest example, not like a perfectly polished, like a real lived example, right?
0: right. Yeah. And so, maybe for those who are just starting to listen to our podcast uh, and they haven't listened to the introduction. I want to, I want to kind of circle back to that. And it's, I think it's good for us to, to remember (laughs) by explaining it.
1: That's right. Back to the roots as it were.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, um, in in our recent episode about chastity, we were David and I were laughing that we've given chastity talks before, and then somebody at the end of the talk will be like, "So what is chastity?" So it's like it's, <laughs> you know, it's. I think it's harder to explain to someone than it is to show. Mm-hmm. Like, if we could just show an example of what it means to live an integrated life as men and women, and loving each other and loving the Lord, I think like that really matters mm-hmm. to people and their their salvation and stuff absolutely um so it's difficult though because because it is hard to explain <laughs> even like I, I'm thinking about um, people's response to like the church's teachings on morality and mm-hmm. sexuality it's't it's not going like super great across the board right now y-
1: yeah you could certainly say that right there's there's that sense of like just at a loss for where it's coming from.
0: Yeah, a disconnect between what the church teaches and like how that applies to people's lives, or right. how, what that looks like.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And since there is that disconnect, like to start with, for many people, there's there's it seems to be that there's no way that they'll ever be able to reconcile that, right? Because they don't have that that grounding. That the they haven't has.
0: seen it play played out.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean. Yeah. So then they only hear the caricature version of mm-hmm. what the church teaches.
0: Sure. Or even like the the, the well-intentioned mm-hmm. um, explanation that just is going to fall short because it's just a passing mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of a, uh, a friend of ours who uh, works in, she, she's a writer and she's a therapist and she, like, I love to have friends who are therapists. Um, and she, but she was working at, I want to say like some government agency for a while, social services or Mm -hmm. something, and she said that there was a man who came up to her in the middle of the work day and um, their team members were around working and he just came up to her and said like super loudly for everybody to hear, he's like, why doesn't the Catholic Church support gay people? Mm. And she was just quiet and she said that her only response was, do you know that the church believes that contraception Artificial contraception is a mortal sin, and he's like,
1: oh, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a good that puts it in, into context. Yes. Yeah.
0: So the fact that she was there around him on a on a day to day basis, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure he he was this a Catholic organization? No, no, oh. it was a government
2: agency. So he agency. was just he was just shout, calling out the Catholic Church. Yes, randomly. he was calling out
0: the Catholic Church because he knows that she's Catholic. Oh, because he knew. Yeah, and so he has this bone to pick with the Catholic Church, and she's the Catholic. Mm-hmm. But like, she was there; oh, was, she was, was the he presence. To get services, no, was he, he worked there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was somebody who had contact with her regularly, and you know they would just talk because they're working in the same place, mm-hmm. and he knew that she was Catholic. And so I'm just thinking of like that the importance of that witness. Like she didn't say a bunch. She didn't. She didn't explain the church's teaching. She didn't even really address his question directly. Mm-hmm. But she said the first thing that came to mind for her, and that was enough for him to think differently about it, and maybe to look into the heart of of the church, even 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 if that wasn't, um, you know, like this moment of conversion or something. Mm -hmm. But I think that the the presence, you know, being present to people and being able to to give an answer Mm -hmm. when they ask is so important. And so for us then, I'm talking a lot. Yeah. Okay, I'll share some mic time pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'll wait.
0: Okay. So for us then, I mean... Can you talk a little bit about like pandemic life? Not just in general. Ugh. Not in general.
2: It's a can of <laughs> not worms. pandemic life. Parameters. Okay,
0: parameters, how we made the switch from, you know, parish mission mindset to like an ongoing podcast that's episodal and that's yeah. yeah. And like what are the the
1: Yeah. So since I was a little kid, I'm like, I want to do a podcast. I'm just kidding. Those weren't a thing when I was a little kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we, um you and I had uh, an agreement an arrangement set up that uh, in the the coming year um, I was I was taking on a new ministry placement and in court in conjunction with the pastor there like once a month I would have permission to go out and give parish missions so that like we could go out and, and give parish missions at a whole bunch of different places mm-hmm. um, and, and the, the pastor there said yeah like that that'll work we, I mean we had specific um, arrangements with that and things I'd have to do but um, but it was going to work that I could do that because he believed in uh, this ministry that we were doing. Um, so we were really excited about that mm. and then um, and then uh, it was announced I was coming so it, it was going to happen for sure and then the whole world shut down yeah. <laughs> and people uh, all of a sudden were less excited about two people traveling from different states to talk to a group, <laughs> a group of their people gathered together. Imagine. Um, so that kind of put the kibosh on uh, those plans, right? Right. Um, but those, those were plans that we had prepared um, with a lot of prayer, a lot of reflection. Um, mm-hmm. And so with that shift, obviously parish missions every month wasn't going to happen. Um, so what was the Lord asking us to do with this time then? Um, so we, we spent sometime just kind of continuing to pray and reflect on what what that could mean, how the Lord is asking us to shift, or is this like a closed door? Like, no, that means I guess we're done. Right. Um, so that, that took us a couple months to mm-hmm. work through that, uh, to pray through that. And, um, you know, at a certain point, we realized like, well, um, I like listening to my own voice. <laughs> and uh, I like listening to you laugh at my voice. <laughs> Maybe... Maybe that's the thing we could do. No, I mean, we did feel like we have we have all of this material that we still could give to people, and we f- and we still felt called by God to to share.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it seemed like this this format was a easy and uh, logical shift in in the face of. Um, Quarantine and all that. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. That's exactly that's exactly what I needed for you to say. Thank nice. you.
1: Just a summary of the history of the truth.
0: <laughs> thanks. You're welcome. And and I, it's important what you said about like we we arrived at these decisions through a lot of prayer and discernment, and it's not just our our prayer as individual as individuals or as the two of us together as friends, but right. like David and absolutely and me, and then like you and your community. And so part of our sharing in person when we give concert, keynote presentations, parish missions is to share our story. Mm -hmm. I I shouldn't say part of it, like that's how we share, how we witness to divine Divine. providence is through our story. Right. Exactly. And so it made sense then to continue to share our story, like Mm -hmm. specifically.
1: Yeah. Well, and David was a great reminder for us in this. Every time we'd think about like different ways we could do it. True. David would be like, you guys already wrote a book. Use that.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'd be like, what should we do for this mission? Like, what should we talk about? And David's like, uh, you already, ha- don't you, you have a story. Share that one. <laughs> so uh, that's then what we've continued to do now through this podcast. And I think it's, it's important also to me that like, This has a sense of accompaniment. Mm Is that the word?
1: It could be the word. I mean, it is a word.
0: (laughs) Is it a word that means you journey with someone? It is. Okay, where you know people can tune in and then sometimes they contact us and we can be continuing a conversation Mm -hmm. with them versus like we just come in for one weekend, we talk and it's like a mountaintop experience and we praise God and then we're gone.
1: Peace out, good luck.
0: Right. And so... That seems like really providential as well that God could use this to to be something where people can continue to check back in and continue to think about prayer and continue to be like called into prayer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm really um, honored that we get to to be that presence in people's lives absolutely Through the Holy Spirit but the tragedy is that um, it's difficult it's
1: boy is it
0: we that we have to live that in order to share that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you about this great story that I never experienced. <laughs> no, it's not one of those.
1: No, exactly. From from the experience, right? Right,
0: so I'd like to read this, um, just some, some notes that I have about the Supreme Court, because that's applicable. You'll see, you'll see. Yeah, okay. Okay, on June 26th, 2015, the Supreme Court of the United States delivered the decision to legalize same-sex marriage. In the closing statement of the historic decision, Justice Kennedy reasoned, and I quote, No union is more profound than marriage, for it embodies the highest ideals of love, fidelity, devotion, sacrifice, and family. End quote. Justice Kennedy went on to describe the plea of same-sex couples for the right to marry, and he said, their hope is not to be condemned to live in loneliness, excluded from one of civilization's oldest institutions. So when I heard that, I zeroed in on this part that says about the, the hope of these couples who want to get married. He says their hope is not to be condemned to live in loneliness. So the implication there, as I understand it, is if if you're not married.
1: You're condemned to loneliness.
0: Right. If you cannot get married.
1: Sorry, Father Matt. Loneliness.
0: So this is really important in our culture. Of course, the, the decision itself was important, but the reasoning behind it, and how we explain that and mm-hmm. what we believe as a culture about friendship and love and fulfillment and um if if we believe that like that marriage is the way to not be lonely like what does that say what does it say about well, people who are not married
1: and what does it say about people who are married and lonely
0: right and so when when we read that that was and I shared that with you that was um, part of our Discernment about sharing the the inside of our friendship, mm-hmm. and and even of allowing that friendship to have more space to take up more space in our lives as well, mm-hmm. um, to be able to share that. Um, but to get back to to the uh, discomfort of being uh, a oh, living example of, that, try, of offering ourselves as a living example
1: is that not discomfortable enough? No. Okay, keep going then. Uh,
0: okay, so. Okay, let's can we use our trip to the Grand Canyon as an example? Uh, yes. You're uncomfortable right now? <clears throat> I am. How about you, David?
1: I'm all right.
2: All right. <laughs> Good. For now. <laughs> so, how do we I Feel like the pace has slowed down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. So we went to the Grand Canyon. That was a okay. thing that happened. Together. Yeah.
2: A trip. Yeah.
1: We
0: drove from Phoenix up to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Looked around,
1: walked around a little bit
0: for a while, then drove back. Yeah, and then you stayed with your community.
1: Mm-hmm. I came here
0: back to my family, and we were able. We were able to talk through ministry stuff, kind of prepare mm-hmm. for some podcast episodes, and have the whole trip to be able to to discuss.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. Um,
0: but like, and we let me just get like into the tragedy part. It was really hard because like as soon as we arrived, I got super upset
1: as yes, the moment we arrived you got super upset now in fairness I was upset about it until we left <laughs> <laughs> like until we got in the car to leave to drive I was upset about it why because I didn't want to do like fun things with just you mm-hmm. right like that didn't seem like i mean there's a there's a number of things that that could be right like why would I spend that much time in a car with you mmm why would we go like do um, special things together?
2: One of the wonders of the world. One of the
1: wonders of the world. <laughs> exactly. And like, I really, I really wanted to see the Grand Canyon. I hadn't seen it yet, and I knew that like I would love it. And there was a part of me that like I don't want to love it with you,
2: mm.
1: right? Because like it, it does seem like that's crossing too much, or there's like there's too much there to hold together.
0: Given our respective yeah. walks of life. Here I am
1: in a habit, right? And
0: vows and such. Yeah. And I remember saying like w- we're, we're, I remember not talking you into it, but talking you through that mm-hmm. as we're mm-hmm. deciding like, how are we gonna spend time? And we do need to spend a significant amount of time in order to be able to like do the podcast. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about our the story of our friendship, and we're not really close friends, then how does that, <laughs>
2: exactly, how does that work? Are we talking about doing, the
0: past right. or, and, and if we are close friends, and if this is okay with David and it's okay with your community, and we both feel, and we both believe through prayer that we can be this close in our particular situations and, and still uphold our vocations, then like, what is, was the problem? Mm-hmm. That's why you agreed.
1: Yeah,
2: right. Exactly. Like there's a lot of baggage, but well, let me throw in some, you know, audience uh, feedback. Yes. Okay, so a person could say, "Well, it could scandalize." It's the maybe you're not doing anything wrong, but it gives the appearance. So what say you to that?
0: Mm, he sounds a lot like his dad right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: my- my dad likes to play devil's advocate. <laughs> he always says that. No, let me just—he <laughs> he does it for fun, though. <laughs> I'm trying and to you, and I'm doing it maybe somewhat for fun, <laughs> but also since since I go through these thoughts, I'm yes. sure that the uh, listeners um, might be thinking the same thing, mm-hmm. right? You or I,
1: um, scandal? Yeah, I mean that because that's a great that's a great thing. And Paul, obviously, Saint Paul in the Bible is pretty clear, like with eating meat. Like, hey, look, it's fine. Like, you can do it. But if it's gonna cause scandal to to someone to see you eating meat sacrificed to idols, then don't do it. Like, for the sake of the faith of the other person, don't do it. So Paul's pretty clear about the advice there. Um, and I, I that's, and there's
2: some people who take the stance of I don't know, like Mike Pence, like don't don't go out to dinner with a woman, or you know, don't ever be in a car line. alone
1: with yeah, a woman. I, like I mean, things like thing. that, right? Yeah. Um. So, like. Yeah, like that, there is the opportunity for scandal in that. And I mean, we, we kind of talked about it, not directly, but like even sharing the story now, like there's the opportunity to invite that scandal, right? Um, but uh, so that, that is a legitimate piece. But for my own self, when I'm grappling with the specifics of a situation, like the specifics of this, I I constantly have to ask like, is anyone actually being scandalized? Or am I afraid of what that might be? Uh-huh. And, and like for this particular instance, and often the case, what I'm really afraid of is, what it, what it really is, is me being afraid of what people might be thinking maybe could be. And, and in the end, that's never a good enough reason, for me anyways.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say that if it's because we are discerning the... uh the basis of our friendship on our, our vocations, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that makes the difference for me It's because I, I think that for some, some people they would need to follow that. What did you call it? The Mike Pence rule or something I've heard it called. Yeah. I think Billy um, Graham
2: did something like that right. too.
0: Like they need to have that kind of rules in, in their lives to provide the correct boundaries for them so that they can, their heart can be, grounded and, and centered in their own vocation and i think that's beautiful for people to know that about themselves and an awareness of as well of like other people's comments and what mm-hmm. that would not only mean to the other people but what it how it would affect them once it comes back around to them and so for us i i believe and we continue to pray that god would guide us in this and show us if we're wrong um i believe that Part of our friendship is like, um, artistic because, because Father Matt's a poet. Um, yeah, that's the why. <laughs> but it's, it's like giving an example through our friendship that, that intimate friendship is possible outside of marriage and it can be beautiful and fruitful and not harmful. Mm
1: -hmm, And chaste.
0: Right? Yeah, And so because we believe that's the example that God is asking us to live out and then to share, then we trust that God will use that for the good as well of those who observe it and allow them to see outside of this dynamic, which Justice Kennedy spoke of, which is so close to the truth, but it's wrong. That,
2: and he's a Catholic, isn't
0: he? That no union is more, okay, because it sounds so right, no union is more profound than marriage. I mean, it's so close to the truth because the symbol of marriage, mm-hmm. I, I would say there's no uh, greater symbolism of God's love than marriage, but it's only the symbol, like the, the union is is Christ in the church. Right. That is the exactly. union. That is the greatest. Um, And so we have this opportunity to sort of point to that. And also to show that you're like, not lonely. Not just because of me. But uh, it's
1: a a pretty great gig. Right. That being a religious. Yeah.
0: mm, In community. Yeah.
1: And I mean, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, he doesn't spell it out, although it's close. But like, it is that, that piece like. Obviously, if these particular people didn't get married, they would be doomed to loneliness for their whole lives. It's like, no, no, that's not true, mm-hmm. right? There, there's so many more opportunities uh, for fulfillment and for f- connection and for union than than merely marriage. Marriage is a great one, but it, it it's not the only.
0: Right? It's only one. If way. I could
2: bring some Matthew Kelly quotes back in here, um, yeah, he says when in talking about the seven levels of intimacy. He says, sex doesn't equal intimacy. Right, exactly. He's like, intimacy is me revealing myself to you and you revealing yourself to me.
0: Right, and the, well, the reason I got so mad when we got to the Grand Canyon, I was like, this should be David here with me. I was like, this is not fair that you are a priest and you're here with me. <laughs> And, like, I felt like it wasn't wasn't fair. It's because, like, your life is so, like, abundantly graced with love. And, like, I'm part of that. And then it just seems like a lot of love. Which I don't know why I'm upset at you for that. And then then also, like, how is it fair to David that, like, he's not gallivanting around the state of Arizona with me right now. And then to realize.
1: He's stuck at home with all the kids.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah. Like, he was watching all the kids. And then I realized that um through prayer that god has given us um, community to live out in which to live out his love and so for david and me our marriage is the prime our primary experience of god's love our primary commitment to living out god's love but it's not just the two of us on a deserted island like my fantasy life it's also our children and friends and our family, and based on our unique circumstances, then we were able to be in re- in right relationship mm-hmm. with others as well. So,
2: and if this isn't directly re- connected, but re- I was thinking about it, is it Hosea, the prophet in the Bible? Is he the one called the Mary prostitute? Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah I guess God wanted to use that as an example
0: mm-hmm. and maybe
2: it's a an edge case an edge so case, yeah. maybe you guys would say like this isn't something we're recommending like all you married women go find a, a good intimate priest friend <laughs> <laughs> and it will enhance your <laughs> marriage so that's a good distinction <laughs> to make yeah because yes. you know a lot of people when they speak and they're online they say this is the thing you need to do
0: we're not um, saying that
2: but it's it, but that also doesn't mean that it's wrong. Like it's in a, God might choose people and specific people, just specific people for at a specific time mm-hmm. right. to, to, to set an example um, and to, yeah, show, show his love in a different way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well said. And even using something that's not ideal that we wouldn't think of as ideal. Yeah. To show his love for that particular generation. Can we play the Jen Frollweiler? Oh. Full Full Weiler. Weiler. I already I always add an R in there, Fullweiler. You're
2: like Fu-la- <laughs> <laughs> fuller.
0: So Jen, I love to follow her on social media and she has this clip that
2: you just have to watch it. After a week of negotiations, we have finally reached a settlement between the LGBT community and the Catholic Church regarding the Church's recent statement that it won't bless gay unions. The first issue was the complaint that the Church is trying to make the LGBT community miserable. The Church was deeply grieved by this misunderstanding and desires to clarify that they're trying to make everyone miserable. <laughs> the church emphasizes that its strict guidelines for sex apply to all people, regardless of their sexual preferences, <laughs> and that this is based on an ancient moral code that it does not see itself as having the authority to change. To clarify these
1: important... Empl- wow, that's hilarious. I
0: love that. to clarify that, they're trying to... What did you say? Make everyone miserable? Make is everyone miserable. Uh, we should pray. <laughs> <laughs> we should <laughs> we should pray who should start who should finish who should uh, lead I'll start okay in the name of the father
1: <laughs> and of the son and of the holy spirit amen good and loving God you have commanded us to love to love you and to love our neighbor your son Jesus Christ has shown us that our neighbor is is Everyone, all of those who are near to us, all of those uh, whom we have the chance to respond to, give us the grace, the strength to recognize your love for us so that we may love you well, so that we may reflect and rejoice and delight in the love you have for us, that we may uh, use that love, delight in that love, and, and direct that love to all those around us so that in every interaction, Um, Every response we have may be Christ's love poured out to that person.
0: Holy Spirit, we implore you for the gift of discernment. That we can know what is pleasing. Pleasing to the Lord, pleasing to the heart of Christ. That we could listen to your promptings and follow them in generosity, in joyfulness. Please anoint those who are listening, who are searching for the path forward, specifically in in their relationships, that you give clarity of mind and heart and intention and allow us to trust that in following you, you will never leave us alone. We'll always have you. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayers even before we ask.
1: Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Remember that one seminarian who was in Portland when you were in Portland and he was visiting for the summer, like with a group of seminarians
1: that happened a lot. Okay. Well
0: there was this one group of seminarians mm-hmm. and I, this, this guy turned out. So it's fine if we don't remember. him. Okay. Name. But I mean, you know, like I don't want to call him out like, and then he left. Um, <laughs> okay. and so I gave a concert, surprisingly, I gave a <laughs> concert up there and it, I think it was like one of the first times I visited when you were in Portland at that assignment. Mm-hmm. So I gave a concert Oh no, this is the time that you joined me and we finally like shared our story as like a test to see if it like would freak people out. Yeah,
1: we had like little slips of paper handed out like, is this too
0: much? Right. And so he was in the audience and I played the song Bad Timing. Yeah. And then I explained how I wrote it about you. And then from then on, because he spent more time with us over the course of that weekend, we'd like go out to eat with the community and he'd yes. be there. He would just, we'd be talking about something and he'd be like, that's bad timing. Cause you know, <laughs> cause you know,
1: bad timing. <laughs> yes. That was hilarious and super annoying.
0: And it was like not at the moment where we were like joking, we're just having a serious conversation yeah. and you're like, yeah, I'm thinking about like mass tomorrow Mm-hmm. And such and he's like, yeah, but if you showed up early or if you got there late it would be
1: bad timing. like <laughs> no, I, I get it.
0: Also there are people who come to my house sometimes now who new friends who we meet and they know about me before I know about them It's like we meet mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we'll be talking we'll have a conversation and I'll be like, I'll mention like something about my life or like in this one case I, I mentioned to this couple who came over. Because they were talking about like how the husband had been a seminarian, but then he ended up just turning out. They got married. I'm like, you know, that's amazing that you shared this story. Because actually, I like have this book with my friend. He's a priest, and they're like, we know. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, oh. oh, Were you sharing that story for me? Because i because like of this situation. Oh. And so I guess what I want to say about that is like sharing so personally is embarrassing. It can be embarrassing and annoying. and, um, And yet, I want to encourage you who are listening or watching to share your story because it can help lead people to Jesus. Because through your story, they can imagine their own lives reflect on their own situation and say, you know, maybe like I also could pray. Maybe I also could look for God in my own life Mm -hmm. by hearing your story.
1: And if, if your story is centered on Christ, if your life is focused on Christ as best as you can, right? Uh, Then when you share that story, it will be clear to those who are hearing that, that this is a story not about you, but about Christ. And that's that's where that beauty comes from right I mean anyone can just share a story about themselves and that can be fun or it can be moving or whatever but especially in this context right when when for each of us um, to to continue to to seek Christ as our own center mm-hmm. um, that's hopefully what what happens right that that people can recognize Christ in our story and then even more recognize Christ in their own lives
2: mmm
0: I'll leave you with some advice that uh, my mentor in high school, Deacon Ken Baldwin, would tell us. He'd say, you don't need to convince anyone, just witness. And he explains, what does it mean to witness? You, You share what you have seen. Hey, have you considered becoming an Amanda Vernon patron? If you would care to support this podcast so that we can continue to share it with you and with the world... You could visit amandavernon.com slash patron. I also send new songs and scripture reflections and updates on our family and our ministry as um, a sign of our gratitude for your generosity.
1: Thank you also to the Congregation of Holy Cross, my religious order, uh, that has allowed me to uh, partake in this ministry. The Lord be with you.
0: And with your spirit.
1: May Almighty God bless you. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.
0: Thanks be to God.